0: This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.Muslimcentral.com forward slash donate.
1: Assalamu <laughs> alaikum
0: wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his household, his companions. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless them, to bless every one of us and to grant us goodness. My beloved brothers and sisters, indeed, we are blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with many favors. If we were to look into our lives, we will realize very clearly the verse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wherein He says, وَإِن in نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ If you were to try and count the gifts of Allah bestowed upon you, you will never be able to do that. You won't be able to count all of them. Because there are too many, there are plenty. Starting with yourself as a person, whatever you have in terms of faculties, of your entire body, the organs, etc., the iman that you have, the food that you have, the clothing that you have, the oxygen that you have, and the list is definitely endless. But what man does is man looks at what Allah did not give him. That's why he becomes upset. Allah gave you a billion things, but two things you wanted that He did not give you, so now you are depressed. From this, we learn. That gratitude is important, to show thanks to Allah. Allah says, if you are going to show gratitude and gratefulness to Allah, He will grant you increase, He will give you more than what He has given you. And in what He has given you, He will grant you blessings. For example, people make dua, Oh Allah, bless us with offspring. Say, "Amen." Oh Allah, bless us with offspring. Amen. And then they get the offspring. That offspring comes either with barakah or without barakah. So if you are thankful to Allah for the offspring you have, by adopting what Allah wanted you to adopt regarding those offspring, then Allah will bless you in that offspring of yours. But if you have the offspring and you forgot Allah, and you the way you operated with your children, with your offspring, was far from Allah's command, then you can expect the same children to be the source of your misery and your depression, perhaps because you did not adopt the thankfulness and gratitude towards Allah. So when you make dua for something, follow it up with gratitude by obeying the instruction of Allah regarding that particular thing. After you have got it, because if you don't do that, the same thing you asked for might become the means of your downfall. I hope we are following what we are saying. Someone says, "Oh Allah grant me cure, grant me shifa, Oh Allah I am sick, Oh Allah I am ill, cure me ya Allah. May Allah grant shifa to all those who are sick and ill, say amin. Once Allah gives you the cure, don't go back to your sinful ways, don't go back to your bad behavior. Part of showing gratitude to Allah is, when Allah gave you something you desperately wanted, it must bring you closer to Allah. It must bring you closer to Him. Imagine your child is crying to you, Daddy, give me 50 rands. And you say, No. Daddy, give me 50 rands. You say, No. And the child cries to you. And the child is trying again with you. Every day, the same story. And then you see the tears. And then you start feeling sorry for your own child. And then you start saying, Okay, finally you give in and you say, Here's the 50 rands. First thing they run and they go and buy some drugs, or perhaps they might go and buy alcohol. What what will you do? The next time they ask you for the 50 rands, are you going to give them? Never, not at all. You're going to show them that what you did was so bad. Now the example of Allah is way higher than what I've just said now. Allah says in the Quran, وَلِلَّهِ الْمَثَلُ ala The highest level of example is for Allah. We cannot give low examples, but... These examples are only to put it closer to our minds as human beings. That look, you would treat your child that way. Allah is more merciful upon us than our own parents. But Allah tells us, Wala in in la shadeed. If you are going to be ungrateful, my punishment is severe. In other words, I may choose to punish you. You are ungrateful, I may choose to punish you. So therefore, when we are not well, and we make a dua to Allah for us to get better, as you are getting better, become regular with your prayer, become a better person, change your life, change your ways. The same applies to a job. Some people are looking for jobs. May Allah grant us good jobs. Say, Amin. Then suddenly we cry, we are in the masjid, we are calling out to Allah, we are in the first self, we are reading Quran, we make amends, we are doing istighfar, next thing you find your job. What is the salary? 25,000 rands a month. Woo! After we got that job, we are not in the masjid, not in the first self, we are nowhere to be found, we become arrogant, we no longer greet people, we don't talk to others, we look at the brother who was our main brother, the one who made dua that we get the job, we no longer salam to him. Why? Because we are now proud, I have something, I have a lot of money, I have my job, your job, you miss Salatul Jum'ah, you miss Salatul Eid, you are late, for Salatul Eid. Imagine, just because you have your job, subhanallah, when you forgot the days when you were crying to Allah, saying, oh Allah, please, I need a job, I'm struggling, I'm suffering, I need food for my family, for myself, for everyone else. This is what Allah is saying. Allah is saying, sometimes we keep you in what you might think is hardship and difficulty because we want to bless you by you coming closer to us. So the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam clearly says, in Allah when Allah loves His worshiper, he tests him. He does not give him what he wants. He gives him what Allah wants. Allah gives him what Allah wants, not what you want. Why? Because He loves you. When you have what you want, maybe it's a sign that Allah does not love you. Maybe it can be. But when you have what Allah wants and it is different from what you want, it means go back to the hadith of the Prophet. ﷺ. He clearly says, It is only when Allah loves his slave, he tests him. He puts in his life something that might be a difficulty, something that might be a hardship, so that the heart is softened. If you are a mu'min, what happens when you are ill? I'm going to give you an example of sickness because every one of us, myself included, we get sick and ill. And we get tired and our health fails sometimes. So I give you that example. You get sick and ill. And then suddenly someone says, you've got to go for a test. And then you go for this test. And then you find subhanallah, you know what? It's not looking good. And then what happens? You start crying to Allah. When you're a true mu'min, your sickness brings you closer to Allah. So isn't that the love of Allah? You started crying for the sake of Allah. You started fulfilling your salah. You're reading more Quran. You became a softer person. Isn't that a gift of Allah? Allah says, that's your gift. We gave you the gift. What was the gift? We made you sick and ill. The same applies a big loss. May Allah protect us from loss. Sometimes you have your business. And what happens? You are proceeding and progressing. When Allah loves you, He will make you see days when you don't know what's going on. Suddenly you suffer a huge loss if you are ready to accept the takdir of Allah, Allah will bless you and shower His mercy upon you in a way that you cannot imagine. Allah will grant you goodness in the dunya and the akhirah. The reason is, you have accepted Allah's takdir, that is part of your faith, your iman. When you had a difficulty, you became closer to Allah. When you had a hardship, it brought you nearer to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the goodness of insan. Allah says, those people who turn towards Allah are always successful. You seek the forgiveness of Allah, you ask Allah's goodness, you keep yourself away from haram as best as possible, as much as possible. Allah will bless you in a million ways. But subhanallah, the one who does not have iman, when Allah takes away something from him, he starts asking Allah questions. He starts asking And insulting. Why did Allah do this to me? Why me? How come I am sick? How come I lost my job? Why did my business catch fire? Why did this happen? Why did I lose this? How come I made the accident? Why did I break my leg? Why did Allah do that to me? My brother, my sister, do not question Allah. Use the opportunity to get close to Allah. Don't question Him. Because you are not going to change anything. When Allah wants goodness for you, the whole globe can try whatever it wants. They will never be able to take that goodness away from you. It's going to come to you. And when Allah intends that that goodness is not going to come to you, the whole globe can try and give it to you. It will not come towards you. Subhanallah. That is Allah. Allah is in control. Allah is in charge. So thank Allah, use these opportunities to get closer to Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the maker, the creator. No one questions Him. Now I want to pause for a moment and take you through the blessed life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He was born in Rabi' 'ah al-Awwal. He passed away in Rabi' 'ah al-Awwal. He arrived in Medina with the hijrah in Rabi' 'ah al-Awwal. So many things happened in Rabi' 'ah al-Awwal. Subhanallah, what a great man. Can I tell you something? He went through test after test after test. It is the sign of the love of Allah. Who does Allah love the most? Isn't it Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Who is the best of creation, the most noble of all prophets of Allah? Isn't it Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? How come then he lost his children, he lost his sons, they passed away. He lost his daughters when they were older, they passed away. He lost all of his children in his lifetime besides one who passed away a few months after his own death. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us Jannah with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And may Allah grant us the intercession of Muhammad sallallahu on the day of Qiyamah. Ameen. So, it is a sign of the love of Allah. I, I always look at something very, very interesting, and I tell myself, look at Allah, how merciful He is to us. How many of you seated here are actually orphans? You were an orphan from a young age. How many? I think the number would not be a majority. It would be a f- small number. Do you know that Allah only chooses... The special ones to be orphans. Did you know that? Do you know that? If you are an orphan, you are a special child. You are more loved by Allah perhaps than the others. And one of the reasons is, His most beloved was an orphan. Subhanallah. Have you thought of it? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, The most loved by Allah, the best of creation, the most noble of messengers, the one whom when we say his name, we have to say peace be upon him. Otherwise, we are insulting ourselves. And Allah says, we made him an orphan. Allahu Akbar. Not only an orphan, but when he was very young, he lost his mother. He had to go and live with his uncle. And then he lost his, sorry, his grandfather. Then he lost his grandfather. He went to live with his uncle, one after the other. But that did not stop him from being the best of the creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine. So, it does not mean that when you don't have something, Allah is upset with you. No. It is your attitude. It is your, the condition of your heart and mind. Your connection with Allah that makes you the winner. Remember this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so great. He is so powerful, so merciful. His plan is such that he doesn't have to take away things from you. He doesn't have to. One hadith says, If everyone on earth had to seek from Allah whatever they wanted, and if Allah were to give every single person whatever they wanted, it would not displace from the kingdom of Allah more than what the head of a needle would displace if it were to be put in the water of the ocean. Imagine how powerful is the kingdom of Allah. If Allah gave all of us what we wanted, not just us seated in the masjid, every single human from the beginning to the end, if they got whatever they wanted, it would not decrease. It would not decrease the kingdom of Allah. And the example given is that of putting a needle's head into the ocean. (laughs) Subhanallah. Even if I were to dive in the ocean, my whole self, what has that displaced from the ocean? Subhanallah that is allah so seek from allah be happy with the taqdir of allah keep on working hard but these tests and examinations need to make us become closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they need to make us come closer to allah there are two things i'm talking about here one is when allah takes away from you get close to him because a disbeliever person who has no belief in the almighty when allah takes away from them they get angry Sometimes you lose a loved one. Many people, they lose loved ones. May Allah protect us. May Allah grant them who have passed away, Jannatul Firdaus. But you lose a loved one, I'm sure we all have lost loved ones, right? Whether it's your brother, whether it's your father, whether it's your mother, your sister, your uncle, your aunt, your child, etc. May Allah make it easy. The person who is left behind, when they lose someone it is their opportunity to earn the pleasure of Allah by engaging in sabr. And Allah says, Indeed, Allah grants a recompense to those who, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants a recompense to those who have borne patience in a way that is without limit. It's without limit, subhanallah. That is Allah who grants you the reward because you were patient. Have you ever thought, why does Allah give the ones who have patience a reward without account, without limit? Because only you know how much you have gone through. People from all over the world struggle different ways. Right now, as I'm speaking, wallahi, every one of us, our hearts should be bleeding for those who are struggling and suffering across the globe. There are people driven out of their homes. There are people whose homes were burnt. And I cannot even begin to mention the names of the places where the people are suffering because it's no longer one or two places. It is more like so many places, I can't even say the names. Where should I start? If I start in Rohingya, what happens to Syria? What happens to Afghanistan and Pakistan? What happens to all of us? What happens to those in Africa who are struggling? What happens to those who are suffering at the hands of their own brothers and sisters who are Muslims? So, so much suffering is happening across the globe. People say, why is Allah doing this? My brother, my sister, Allah is the creator. We are the ones who are doing the evil on earth. (laughs) ظهر الفساد في البر والبحر بما كسبت أيد الناس ليذيقهم بعض الذي يعمل لعلهم يرجون. Allah says there is chaos and corruption on earth that has become rampant. Why? What's the reason Allah gives? There is chaos on earth and on on, on sea, on land and on sea. Chaos. Corruption. Why? Because of what man has done himself. Man has done himself. Who is killing who here? Who is harming who here? Man is doing it. Don't blame Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says, in order for them to taste a little bit of their deeds, what they are doing themselves, we will let them taste it so that they can turn back to us, so that they can come back to us. From this verse we learn that when calamity strikes, what are we supposed to be doing? Getting closer to Allah. Get closer to Allah. And Allah will grant you success. You know, I heard of a brother, and this we hear every single day. I heard of a brother who was murdered in cold blood as he was going for Salatul Fajr a few days ago in Johannesburg. He is a scholar of Islam. He was working. He was teaching young children, a young man. May Allah give him Jannatul Firdaus. And I thought to myself, look how short life is. We have no guarantee. Some people die of sickness. Others, they die healthy because they are killed by someone. Some die by what we call accident. Yet it's just an excuse. Something for you and I to blame. But the bottom line is you don't know when you are going. So cut your bad ways. Cut your bad habits. Become a better person. Turn to Allah. Fulfill your salah. It might be the last salah you are going to fulfill. We have watched the video clips on WhatsApp where there was an imam who led Salatul Asr in the masjid. He turned around and he's reading his adhkar and he fell. Someone says, MashaAllah, blessed death. Wallahi, it is a blessed death. We watched another clip of a Muadvin who before Salatul Fajr, before he could call the Adhan, he was reading Quran in the masjid waiting for the time, and he dropped dead, subhanallah. Malakul Maut came to visit him. The angel of death visited him, and took his soul away while the Quran was open. Suratul An'am, he was reading. I even saw the page. And you know what? He was gone. People came for Salatul Fajr, but the Mu'addin is gone. They said, blessed death, blessed death. Okay, I'll give you a third example. There was another Qari who was busy reading in the public, and he dropped in Indonesia. He dropped and he passed away. People said, blessed death, mashallah. Another example, someone in Medina Munawwara, in sujood, in salah, and they didn't get up. People all made a circle around him. They started taking photos for the internet. Blessed death. My brothers and sisters, don't be deceived by Shaitan. You know why? Don't be deceived by shaytan. Shaytan makes you say, blessed death, blessed death, blessed death. That part, yes, it's correct. But beyond that, what did you do about it? Nothing. We just passed the WhatsApp message to everyone and we said, inna Lillah, may Allah give him jannah. What about you? People say, may Allah give me a similar death. But you are not there for Salatul Fajr. You are not there before Salatul Fajr. You haven't read the Quran. You are not there in sujood. You don't even make sujood for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How can you have the same death? Now on a lighter note, one day I was talking to young people. And I said, make dua that you pass away in sujood. So they all said, Ameen, loudly say Ameen. Ameen. May Allah grant us death in sujood. Wallahi, it's a blessed death. So the youngsters came along and they were saying, you know what? But these youngsters, they don't read salah. So I said, why are you not reading salah? You want to die in sujood, but you are not fulfilling salah? Look at that. It's ironic, isn't it? You know what one young man said, and people have answers. Nowadays, they have a quick answer, very fast in thinking, you know, very quick. He says, but if I don't want to read salah right now, I want to die in sujood, yes. But when I'm ready to die, I'll start reading salah so that I can die in sujood. Come on, my brother. My brother, what is it? Who are you fooling? How can you say that? You understand what his point is? He's trying to say, I'm going to keep on making duha Allah, take me in sujood, when I'm not going to be there, because one day when I'm okay, now I will go. It's similar to those whom, when hajj is farad on you, you need to go. You can't say, I still need to sin for a few years. No, show gratitude to Allah. I will go, you have blessed me. Now my life is going to become more organized. I'm going to be a responsible, mature Muslim. Because my brothers and sisters, enough is enough. How much are you going to sin? How long are you going to continue in that sin of yours? What do you want? Do you want Allah to take you away while you are sinning? If that is the case, wallahi, it's a loss. It's enough. Discipline your life. Cut out the sin. That is gratitude to Allah. You are showing gratefulness for what you have. It's not difficult. Do you know for sins you have to pay? But to obey Allah's instruction, you don't have to pay. Subhanallah. We come to the masjid free. Go to the nightclub, you pay. What else? you want to have alcohol, you got to pay. You drink water, free. What else? Subhanallah. You want to go for drugs, you got to pay. You, you want to breathe fresh air, you don't have to pay. Subhanallah. Look at this. Everything you think about. You want to read Quran, subhanallah, you'll get a madrasa, they will t- teach you free. But you want to do evil and you want to do something bad, you're going to have to pay for it. People pay to go to Jahannam. And Jannah is free, they don't want to come. Subhanallah. May Allah forgive us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. It's a reality. This is why Allah gives us a chance and another chance. I can tell you something very interesting. Each one of us, we have a specific number of chances. Say for example, you have a thousand chances. Each time a chance comes, it's ticked off your list. But you didn't change. Allah says, we'll give him another chance. Another chance, you had some sickness or something else, you still didn't change. Allah says, no, we'll give him another chance. We'll give her another chance. Something else happened, you still didn't change. We give her another reminder. You got the reminder, you didn't change. Until one day, bang, that's it. Your life is gone and it's over. How many chances did you have? That is why, that is why in Surah to zumar and in other places in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that when a person is going to Jahannam, the angels will be surprised. The angels who are standing at the door of Jahannam, they will be surprised. How come? How come? How could you make it to Jahannam? Allah is merciful. Allah is ghafoor. Allah is forgiving. Allah is Rahim. Allah is most beneficent. Allah is the greatest. Allah loves you. Allah reminded you. How come you still made it to Jahannam when Allah was looking for any excuse to give you Jannah, but you were not there. So the question is, حَتَّى إِذَا جَاءُوها فُتِحَتْ أَبْوابُها وَقالَ لَهُم خَزَنَتُها أَلَمْ يَأْتِكُمْ رُسُلٌ مِنْكُمْ يَتْلُونَ عَلَيْكُمْ آيَاتِ رَبِّكُمْ وَيُنْذِرُونَكُمْ لِقَاءَ يَوْمِكُمْ هَذَا The angels who are standing at the doors of Jahannam will ask a question to those coming into Jahannam in groups saying, Did Allah not send you someone from amongst you to remind you about this and to ask you to change your ways and habits, etc, etc, etc? Did Allah not send you someone to read his verses to you? How come you are here? They will say yes Allah did send we did hear the verses but you know what that's it too late. We got reminder another reminder another reminder we never ever changed. So I am here to tell myself to change. May Allah help me to change to become a better person. And I'm here to remind my beloved brothers and sisters. You know what? Our time is ticking. We are not becoming any younger. We have to become disciplined people. We have to leave the sins. We have to obey Allah's instruction. We have to come for Salatul Asr today. We have to do Maghrib and Isha today. We are not Muslims only for Salatul Jum'ah. We must make an effort because if we don't, my brothers and sisters, we don't want to be from among those whom those angels are going to say, didn't someone come to you from amongst you reading the verses of Allah? And we will regret and say, yes. They did come, but you know, we just ignored them. Allahu Akbar. They call it a Black Friday. Have you heard that word? What does that mean? Things are for sale. Everything is cheap, cheap. Subhanallah. I promise you, every day, we are supposed to be looking for bargains. How many of us, when we look for the bargains and we find a mobile phone, 90% off. We can't even believe it. We go there, we want to buy 20. Please, don't ask me where it is. I'm making it up in my mind. Okay, (laughs) So if you find a mobile phone 90% off, for example, you want to buy 20, 30, you're gonna wait for uh, the the following week you have a green Friday when you might be selling those back at the same price, subhanallah. We are all interested in the bargain. Wallahi, we need to search for Jannah in a greater way than that. We need to search for Jannah in a greater way than that. Your Jumu'ah today, the hadith says, Al-Jumu'ah al Jumu'ah ti kaffaratu lima baynahuma. الْعُمْرَةُ إِلَى الْعُمْرَةِ كَفَّارَةٌ لِمَا بَيْنَهُمَا So many ahadith, different acts of worship. If you were to do this Jum'ah and the next Jum'ah, the minor sins between the two shall be forgiven. How's that? Even salah with jama'ah, if you are to read, for example, salah to another salah, Allah may forgive your minor sins between the two without you even knowing. What a bonus! Allah gives bonus every day. Let's make use of these bonuses, my beloved brothers and sisters. So... The point I wanted to raise and I have raised is we've got to show gratitude to Allah by turning towards Allah. When Allah gives you, be grateful. When Allah takes away from you, bear patience but still be grateful. Look at what Allah has given you. The losers are those who concentrate on what Allah took away. The winners are those who say, Allahu Akbar, Allah took away from me one thing, He still has bestowed me with another million things. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless every one of us. And my brothers and sisters, something very important. We have little children. We have people who look up to us. It is about time we became true leaders for our own children. How many of us? We have children who look up to us, but we are leading a life of embarrassment. We are leading a life where we are not even leaders for our own children. If they were to look at us and what we do, they would actually be led astray. We can't let that happen. We need to thank Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. May Allah grant us goodness. Aqulu qawli